0: Hello and welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider is going to show us how we can partner with God. It's no fun to struggle and toil in this life, but the challenges we face really are the thing that will drive us to become the person that God wants us to be. So how do we keep our eyes focused on God and find value in the hard times? Well, that's the question that Rabbi Schneider answers today as we continue our study in the book of Psalms. It's a lesson on recognizing the compassionate nature of God and practicing the precepts that King David laid out for us. So let's get started.
1: In Psalm number 103, David praises the Lord, and he speaks about God as being a compassionate God. And he says, the Lord is compassionate. You see, David in Psalm number 103 begins by thanking God for simply being alive. He said, I'm going to bless you with my whole soul and with all that is within me because I realize David was saying in essence, that my whole life is a gift from you. And then David began to one by one speak about all the goodnesses of Hashem, of Father God, that had come into his life. And we're reminding ourselves today, beloved ones, of all the goodness of God that has come into our life. And it's so important to do this because what we focus on is going to determine how we are. As a man thinketh, so he is. And because we're faced with so many challenges in life, it's easy at times to get distracted to be overwhelmed by the negatives, to be overwhelmed by the stress, to be overwhelmed by the pain and by the challenges, and being overwhelmed then, we can get under the powers of darkness, and rather than leading a life of gratitude and thanksgiving and praise, we can instead find ourselves, if we're not careful, walking around in a spirit of cursing and bitterness, negativity and frustration, which is from the realm of darkness, separates us from the life of God, and keeps us from joy and fulfillment. Psalm number 103 really is a lesson in how to walk, and if we practice the precepts that are in this psalm, we will truly experience a full and a joyful and rich life. I left off by focusing on the eighth verse where David said, the Lord, which comes from four Hebrew letters here, the word Lord, Yod-Heh-Vav-Heh, It's oftentimes referred to as the tetragrammaton. And it defines the Lord as the one who is, who was, and who is to come. He is the beer. He is self-existent. He's not of time, although he exists in time. He's not in a place, although his presence fills all places. He is reality and everything else that exists is created from him. This one that created all things, that is before all things, is self-existent. He is compassionate. It's so wonderful. It's overwhelming. The eternal God is compassionate. This word compassionate is also spoken of in the book of Exodus chapter 34, where Moses has a face-to-face encounter with God. Moses is in the cleft of the rock calling upon Hashem's name and Hashem comes to him and reveals himself to Moses, filling Moses with revelation, knowledge and light. And as the Lord fills Moses with revelation, light, God speaks inside Moses's being so that Moses knows who the divine is. And the Lord says to Moses, I am Rachum, I am compassionate. The first thing that the Lord shows Moses regarding his nature is his compassion. It's important for us to understand this because oftentimes we don't realize the depths of God's compassion because we face so many hardships in this life. We have so much pain that we have a difficult time understanding that God cares that he's with us and that he's compassionate. Look what David says here in regards to his compassion. Verse number 13, just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. Verse 14, for he himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. And we're going to continue on there in a second, but this is all about Hashem's compassion. So the challenge for us today that we want to face and want to build a bridge over is intellectually recognizing and reconciling how it is that God is compassionate despite the fact that it seems sometimes that he leaves us to walk a path that involves a lot of pain when he could alleviate the pain. So again, beloved child of God church, If God is compassionate, why does he not take away some of the pain and the trials and the challenges that we're experiencing in life? Without challenges, we don't grow. Your challenges are the starting point from which you develop. Even, listen, the overcoming of the principle of sin within you is a gift to you Because through your overcoming your sinful nature, we all have within us the principle of sin. Paul said, I find the principle that evil dwells in me, Paul said, the one that wishes to do good. And that's true of all of us. All of us have within us both God's spirit and his imprint so that we desire good But also within us, there's a principle of evil. Paul said, no good thing dwelleth in me that is in my flesh. And the challenge for us is to overcome the evil inclination by our love and commitment to Hashem, to Father God, through the power of Yeshua's spirit, of Jesus' spirit in us. So your sin nature, stay with me now, is actually a gift to you because You've been given because of your sin nature, the ability and the opportunity by Hashem, by Father God through Jesus' spirit to overcome it. Let me say it again. It's a gift to you from Father God because you now have an opportunity to overcome and it's in your overcoming that you become all God has called you to be. You see, If it was all easy, you wouldn't be able to mature into the type of human creation, human being, one that's created in God's image. You wouldn't develop into the fullness of who he wants you to be. Let me give you an example. Jesus said, don't just love your friends, love your enemies too. Because if you just love your friends, that's not really the type of love, Jesus said, that I'm calling you to. Even sinners love their friends. Jesus said, I'm calling you to love your enemies. The point, in order to love our enemies, we have to now overcome the tendency within us to hate our enemies. It takes work, but in working to overcome the tendency to dislike our enemies and to not care about our enemies, to rather love them instead like Jesus that was crucified, and while he's being crucified, he said of those that crucified him, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Like He that even loved His enemies, He's calling us up to that level too.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: We're trying to reconcile how it is that God's compassionate when we have all these problems, all these challenges. We have to overcome our sinful nature. Why doesn't God just take it away? Why did God let Adam and Eve fall in the first place? How is it that he's so compassionate? Couldn't he have stopped it? Couldn't he have stopped Adam and Eve from falling so we didn't have all these struggles that we have on earth today? I mean, didn't all the struggles come because Adam and Eve fell? Remember when Adam and Eve sinned? God said to Adam, because you did this, you're going to have to toil by the sweat of your brow to bring forth the crops from the earth. You're going to have to earn your living by the sweat of your brow. And to Eve, because you fell, you're going to have pain and childbearing. In other words, all the problems that we're experiencing today, the thorns and thistles of life, have come into the world because of the fall. So if God cared that much, why didn't he do something different? Why didn't he prevent Adam and Eve? From falling. If he knew it was going to happen, why didn't he take a different course when he created things and create a world in which Adam and Eve would not fall? The point that I'm making is we need the challenges, we need the hard times, we need to go through painful things in our life, we even need to learn how to overcome sin in our life, and all of these are part of God's plan because through overcoming, we become who God wants us to be. And if we never had to overcome anything, we could never really become what God has called us to be because unless goodness is chosen rather than just given to us without us having to do anything, goodness isn't really goodness in its truest form. God said, I've put before you life and death choose life that you would live. If love wasn't a choice, if it was just automatic, if we didn't have to choose to love, it really wouldn't be love in the truest sense of the word. Love has to be chosen. And so God has put us in this world. We have to overcome. We have to choose him, choose goodness, choose to love. And in so doing, we become all that he has created us to become. The darkness was necessary. So don't confuse the fact that you have pain in your life, that you have struggle, that there are tendencies in your life that are related to sin that you have to overcome. Don't confuse that with thinking that God doesn't love you, that he doesn't care, or isn't compassionate. Rather, these challenges, listen now, are the starting point from which you grow and from which you Overcome and enter into victory. Seven times in chapters two and three of Revelation, Yeshua said, he that overcomes will inherit these things. He that overcomes will inherit these things. And so all these challenges are God's gift to you so that you could choose him, choose goodness, overcome, and in so doing become all that he's called you and destined you to be. And what has He called you and I to become? To become partners with Him in love. You see, He created us, you and I, to give us His love and also so that He could receive enjoyment when we choose to love Him back. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are moving to and fro across the earth. It's anthropomorphic language. Of course, God's present everywhere. He sees everything. But God is just trying to convey the concept to us that his eyes are moving to and fro across the earth looking for somebody that will be fully devoted to him so that he can show himself strong in their life. He's looking for us to love him. If we're going to please God, we must, number one, believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He's looking for us to respond And if everything was automatic, if we didn't have to choose, then there would be no response. It wouldn't be real love. We would be brainless robots. And so I'm trying to help you make sense of reality. God is compassionate. He loves you. He's closer to you and I than our next heartbeat. The problem is not that he's too far away. The problem is that he's so close that sometimes we're afraid to let him in. He's so close to us, we're afraid to let him so close because we feel vulnerable, we're afraid of shame, we're afraid of how we might have to change. God is right here. He's just waiting for you and I to open our heart and he's gonna give us all the power we need to overcome everything and to enter into his fullness eye has not seen and ear has not heard the things that Hashem has planned for those that love Him. And we can overcome all things through Messiah Jesus within us that strengthens us. God is compassionate. Even though life is painful, we're in His womb. We're the objects of His compassion. His rachum, taken from the concept of a mother's womb, we're safe in Him and secure in Him. He'll never put us in a situation that we can't handle with His help. Beloved, God is with us be strong in the might of the Lord and in the glory of His power. Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. For He Himself knows our frame. He is mindful that we are but dust. As for man, His days are like grass, as the flower of the field. So He flourishes when the wind is passed over it, it is no more. His place acknowledges it no longer but the loving kindness of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And so I want to encourage you as we read this, he knows your dust. He knows I'm dust. We are so fragile in this world. The wind blows, it says here. It says, as for man, his days are like grass, is the flower the field. When the wind has passed over, it is no more. Its place acknowledges it no longer. You and I, without him, we are so fragile in this world. And knowing that, knowing that the Lord, you know, the Lord, he sees this. He's just asking for you and I to be fully open to him. Again, it's not that he's far away. He's so close. He's standing at the door of your heart and knocking. He's so close. He's right in front of our face. The scripture says he's not in heaven, that we have to go to heaven find him. He's not at the bottom of the sea that we have to go to the bottom of the sea to find him. Paul said, no, he's in our heart. And all we have to do is open up our life to God like a flower that opens up to the sun above. We have to open our life to God, talking to him all day, talking to God all day long, sharing everything with him. And the more we open up to him, the more he can come in because he can't come into places that haven't been opened to him. Remember, Jesus said he stands at the door of our heart and knocks, and if any man will open the door, he will come in. Jesus didn't say he was gonna plow the door down and come in. He said he's knocking, and if we open, he'll come in. And this is true, not just of a one-time salvation prayer receiving Yeshua. This is true, beloved one, of a continual evolving opening our soul up to him. And so he only comes in to the places that we've opened to him. That's why it's so important to spend time alone with God so that you can get in touch with not just his presence in your life, but with your own soul. A lot of times we don't know what's going on in our soul because we're so busy and distracted because we're so involved in the things outside ourselves, whether it's work or relationships or addictions to things. We're so connected to the outside, we're not in touch with what's going on inside. Most people that go to psychiatrists, they don't have any concept of what's going on inside. But when we spend time alone with God, we're forced to face what's going on inside, it's painful. But then as we begin to talk to God about what's going on inside, as we allow ourselves to feel our pain, as we allow ourselves to express our fear, as we allow ourselves to feel our sadness, as we allow ourselves to feel our exhaustion and our hopelessness, and begin to open that up to Hashem, to God, and begin to invite Him in and begin to cry out to Him, He comes in, fills those places, and you then begin, beloved ones, to rise up. The Spirit of the Lord begins to fill you and I. He begins to fill up our soul so that we become rich in the Spirit of God, learning then how to live in His power and to walk in His fullness. And as we do this, we're gonna become more and more like David Melech, King David in Psalm number 103. They said, I will bless the Lord, I will bless the Lord with all that is within me. He was filled, beloved ones, with the knowledge of God. You see, there's a purpose for your life. It's to know Him. Let's give ourselves to Him. Let's keep out of our lives, those things that will take us away from Him, and let's give ourselves completely to those things that will bring us deeper into them.
0: You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and our Bible teacher is Rabbi Schneider. We've been learning about how we can partner with God. And if you'd like to learn more about this ministry, or if you'd like to hear today's topic, please visit us online at DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com. And while you're on our website, make sure to check out our latest resources and our study guides. We have lots of Messianic content and articles for you to research and enjoy and in inspirational letters from Rabbi's wife, Cynthia, that are designed to encourage you along the way. You'll even find ways to prayerfully and financially support this ministry as we prepare to finish up the fourth quarter of the year and make plans for the coming season. And to share a little bit more about that, here is Rabbi Schneider once again.
1: The scriptures teach us that no good thing does he withhold from those that love him. Jesus said, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. As we come to the close of the broadcast today, I want us to ask ourselves, are we adequately loving God with our wealth? I know that many of us have heard messages on this before and as soon as we hear a discussion about finances, we're kind of jaded, it turns us off. But the reality is the scriptures are clear that God's people are called to honor Him with the firstfruits of their wealth. I just wanna ask you today, beloved one, if God is blessing you through this ministry, would you honor Him with your wealth through this ministry? The scripture tells us when we honor Him with our lives, it comes back to us pressed down, good measure running over into our lives. Let's trust Him, let's honor Him, and let's love him. I want to thank you in advance for your love and for your gifts. God's richest blessing on your life. I love you and Shalom.
0: To give a financial gift today, simply go online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call us at 800-777-7835. And you can also give a gift of any amount through the Rabbi Schneider app. Just click on the donate button in the middle of the home screen and then follow the simple instructions on the screen. Or if you prefer, send your financial donation in the mail by addressing your envelope to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And friends, we are so grateful for every single gift that we receive. As our way of saying thank you for your financial gifts, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a digital download. And we'll make sure that our current newsletter that's filled with updates and special announcements about our upcoming international outreach and testimonies from listeners like you is sent directly to your home. And then don't forget, if you're looking for a way to jumpstart your morning routine, sign up to receive Rabbi's Daily Devotional. We all face challenges, obstacles, and a very real enemy. So it's important that we equip ourselves to overcome and live in victory. You'll find all the details online at rabbidevotional.com. But right now, let's wrap up today's program titled Partner with God from our study in Psalm 103 with a special blessing. Here is Rabbi Schneider.
1: In the Old Testament Book of Numbers, we find a blessing God speaks over his children through Moses and Aaron. It carries the idea of favor and expression. Open your heart to the Spirit and the Word today and receive Father's goodness into your life with confidence. Yavah Yahweh vayishmarecha Yah Yahweh Panavelah Vikhuna Khan Isaiahweh Panavelah Zahem Le lecha.
0: I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us again next time when Rabbi Schneider shows us God revealed. That's coming up Tuesday on Discovering
1: the Jewish Jesus.